my vision is so much greater than just having a thriving business. My vision, my goal for myself, personal goal was to change a million lives in my lifetime. I, I may have done that already, yeah. you know, like let's bump that number up like 10 X. Nah, let's just do a hundred X. Right. So let's impact hundred million. <laughs> I don't worry about what they're going to do. I hope that I just bring enough value to them as a leader that they want to say, Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, I got a treat for you today. I got Chris. Z- oh, wait. You know what? You need to say your last name for me because I'm pretty sure I butchered, <laughs> it. I butchered it on the last podcast. No, I think you hit it. It's Zizzo. Zizzo. I think I was saying Sizzo, but but yeah, okay. Some did sometimes I call myself Sizzo too because it's too hard to get that first Z in there. It's like, <laughs> it's like a tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, guys, I got a treat for you today on the podcast. I got Chris Zizzo, aka Coach Chris, aka social media influencer extraordinaire. He's got millions following him across all of his platforms. He's the founder of Beyond Failure Fitness, an online holistic health and fitness coaching business. And most recently, he became a speaker as well. That's actually how we met it, in person, at least, was at the growth, the, growth, uh, the growth Encounter, excuse me. And that was your first uh, speaking gig. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was pumped to be called for that. Yeah, for sure. So Chris, thank you for joining us on the show um, after we had some conversations and everything. And I heard about, you know, your business from, you know, back when you were an engineer to now. I was like, man, this is a great story. I want to get him on the podcast. And he's got some great um, sales things to share with us as well that he's gone through. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you. Thank you for being on, brother. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So let's let's get started mm-hmm. with the early days. You were... What sounded like a really successful engineer earlier in your career, how did you go from that to, to being in fitness? So I was, uh, I was always into, I, I guess I shouldn't say always into my health. Like I was always active. And um, so I carried that with me my entire life and making some mistakes in college. And I had to like really dedicate my time to, I had to change some stuff up just because I was messing up. And um, so I changed some stuff up and, my fitness routine was like one of the only things that I could fit in my day. And when I started doing that consistent, consistently, I realized that it started pouring it over into every other part of my life. So, um, like I wasn't making bad decisions as, as often. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was feeling better about myself and all that. So I carried health and fitness through me uh, or with me, I guess, through college, um, or towards the end of college, I should say, and through my career, I went to school um, to do something hard, or at least that's what I decided at the beginning. I said, I'm going to figure out like, what are some of the hardest things that I can do? And Mm -hmm. so I chose engineering and um, took it for that, like in that direction for no reason other than I wanted to be tough. Mm -hmm. But health and fitness has always been my passion because it pulled me out of like some bad mental stuff that I was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not mental, but more so just decision-making. Right. And eventually I was like, you know what, this engineering stuff, like I love it because I wanted to challenge myself. I'm here, I'm doing the job, but I'm not the best at it. Um, my friends are way smarter than me. And 
if you could even call my friends, like my acquaintance, my, my colleagues, they were way smarter than me. Um, they loved the job and I just wasn't in it. I was always in the health game. Like that's what I've done on social media forever, part-time outside of the engineering stuff. So naturally mm -hmm. like, when are you just going to switch all the way and start helping people be the way that you've been helped? And so it was pretty easy. That transition it was all good. So a lot of business coaches and leaders in business, you know, in our uh, Apex Mastermind, a lot of what we talk about is that morning routine, the fitness routine, because mm -hmm. I feel like fitness creates a bullshit filter, right? So if you mm -hmm. can get up at 4.30 every day and go through all this pain every morning in the gym, you know what I'm saying? Like, then everything else after that seems so much easier, right? And then, and then it does. It's like when somebody says, I don't have time, you're like, yep. well, get up earlier, <laughs> It just, yeah, it gets rid of the bullshit. So I think it creates a great, a great bullshit filter for us. hundred percent, man. If you can, if you can make the hardest part of your day, the beginning of your day, you're setting yourself up for success. You know, it's, I, I really see the level of commitment that people have to their health routine, even if they're not healthy, but they're starting a health routine and they stay committed to it. Mm -hmm. That that's, that's a pretty good indication of how that plays out for the rest of everything that they do. Yeah. Because that's pretty much the hardest one to stay consistent with. You know, you're not, your finances in your relationship eh, sometimes aren't necessarily hindering on your performance in health. Mm -hmm. That's just a you thing. Right. You know? So if you can stay good with a you thing, you're going to be able to stay good with everything else. So I like that you talked a little bit about mental health earlier because it's a, it's an important subject to me because you know, going through a uh, separation four years ago and then eventual divorce, you know, I went through a lot of uh, mental health issues, you know, days where I didn't want to get out of bed, days where yeah. I didn't understand my purpose anymore, you know, where I didn't yeah. have this family unit to kind of support me. And so you yeah. kind of have to like pick yourself up and kick your own ass and get your ass to the gym, you know? Yeah. And so one of the Tough. things that I, I tell my fellow entrepreneurs and you know, friends and family and stuff. It's like when everything's going wrong, that's the one thing that can go right. You know, making your bed, that's the first win of the day, right? If you get to the gym mm -hmm. and you get a workout in, that's another win. And that alone, those two things right there can keep you on an even kill when it comes to your mental health, right? Because I do look oh, yeah. at it that way. It's a momentum thing. You can go it downhill, is. you can get up in the morning, sleep in late. Your mental health's not already there because you got the tax man knocking on your door and mm -hmm. your best sales reps leaving you and all these yeah. things are happening and uh, your wife's pissed off at you because you got to work today instead of take the kids to school or whatever, you yeah. know, yeah. and and then you don't work out, you know, right. and then you don't make your bed and then you don't, you know, make your first meeting. You skip it for yeah. whatever reason and then it just goes downhill from there. It's a spiral, man. It's just like snowball effect of negativity throughout your day, you know, or, or you can have the the inverse of that, which is get up and just do the work and the rest of your day will get more simple naturally. Like think about this, man. How many times do you get up in the morning and you're rushing to get to wherever you need to be? Maybe this happened more when I know you had like a corporate job before. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, think about like being in a rush to get to work. Like how chaotic is your morning and how does that play out through the rest of the day? Or maybe you haven't thought of that. And then think yeah. about the people that get up like an hour early, get their coffee, eat their food, you know, read a little bit, mm -hmm. do whatever they got to do to get their head in the right state of mind. Um, 
don't have to deal, don't have to worry about traffic driving there because you're already ahead of the schedule versus the person that's in traffic who's in a rush and is like everyone around them is the problem because they're driving too slow or they're driving like idiots. Yeah. It's like getting up that extra half hour makes all the difference and it sets the tone for the day, right? You can either be the person that's pissed in traffic or you can be the person that just wakes up 15 minutes earlier, does that part of the their job and mm-hmm. waking up just a bit earlier and then set the tone for the day of positivity, right? So yeah, uh, the the podcast that I just got off of, we were talking about morning routines, right? Mm-hmm. And what I realized in that conversation was, you know, I have a I have a good morning routine. Uh, I work out, I make breakfast, I post. You know, I enjoy cooking. You know, so I make I make breakfast from scratch every morning, and so it's a good routine. But what I'm noticing about it, there isn't any of that time to kind of like relax and meditate or yeah. just be right. You know, from the time that I get up, I get ready, hit the gym, I get back, I'm cooking. And then as soon as I'm done cooking, I'm eating, but I'm also writing my post for the day and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And my posts take a while and I post in like four different places. So it's like, that's a good 30 minutes. And then my kids are asking me questions while I'm posting and I'm getting stressed out. And then yeah. I got to take the boys to school. And so, so it's like, I've got to build in some me time, about 15 minutes in there to where it's just like, I can read or I can relax or I can meditate. You know, that's probably right. what I'm missing from it right now. It's just been heavy on my mind and I need to make that happen for sure. Dude, you we're, we're both part of Apex and Sammy Knight says that he prays in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't pray in the morning. I never have. I prayed this morning. That's awesome. This is the first, first time I've done it. And I was like, I feel like I, I, I asked for some direction last night on like some the steps to take. Mm-hmm. Um with business, with guiding, with being a better leader for my coaches, for my employees. Mm-hmm. And then I asked the same thing this morning and, um, you know, today hasn't gone according to plan, but I'm, I'm at peace with it, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's okay. And, um, and just that even not even 15 minutes, you know, that took two minutes mm-hmm. and, and I felt better about the day for sure. Absolutely. So, just were able to center yourself. Yeah. So let's talk about something you've done really successfully which is your, your social media following. First, you have an advantage over that, over us. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not like saying you didn't work for it, but I'm just saying like you're handsome. So that helps a lot. (laughs) Oh, don't make me blush on this camera right now. How dare you? (laughs) Dude, you're killing me. Like I, I started like following all your channels now, uh, since we met and I'm like, he just hits you with those eyes every time. And I'm like, it's like Ryan Gosling, George Clooney <laughs> all over again. I'm like, oh, I'm not man. supposed to have these feelings. I'm a straight man and I'm married. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's all my parents, man. I didn't do anything. I didn't work <laughs> for them. You know, they got together and then I got one good. It, but what I tell people is like, okay, that's, that's great. And all like, yeah. I, I love that. I appreciate that compliment. But what you don't know is behind the screen, I'm five, eight. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, you're, if you're into tall guys with blue eyes, I'm not the dude. I'm, I'm the wrong one. <laughs> I just ain't that camera right to make me look six foot. There you go. There you go. All right. So you've got a serious following. And what I love about your following is you can tell it's the right kind, right? Because the engagement yeah. is off the charts. The comments and the likes make sense to the amount of followers you have. You see it all the time. You know, yeah. these people pay for followers and they have like four likes and, you know, 5,000 followers. It's like something's not right. computing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. look, we, we shouldn't get into the follower game 
and that be everything. But then you see the engagement and you're like, okay, this is a real thing. This is a real machine. You got an asset here. Okay. So how would you say that you built out that asset? So very data driven, first of all, like Mm -hmm. you got to do what works and then you got to stick with what works until it doesn't work anymore. Like people burn themselves out trying to come up with creative content, creative material. I have probably like one in maybe one in like eight posts or so are unique creative thoughts for myself. Um, Actually, I'd say probably more like one in four, but that wasn't always the case. You can't burn yourself out. You got to just do what's working and put your own unique creative spin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like when you do that, um, it's that unique aspect that you bring to the table that makes everybody kind of want to follow you, right? They, you got you to put your spin on it. Um, and if they like the trends, like people like a, like a menu that's known to them, right? McDonald's or In-N-Out right. Burger. There's five five things on an In-N-Out burger menu and they like that. Right. But you know, you could put the unique spin on it, like get an animal style or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's exciting and it's, and it's different, but it's still familiar. So do the same thing with social media and put your own unique spin on everything. And then every once in a while, come up with creative content, but then it all comes back to circling back to your analytics, looking at that stuff, saying what's working, what's not and going with what's working more. And then every once in a while you plug in something different, but there's really, it's, it's just like game man you you find the strategy that works and you stick with that strategy and you don't try to fake shit either yeah you can't you can't be faking it you used to be able to fake it you can't do that anymore you you got to be authentic and no too many many people are getting found out real quick (laughs) yeah you like you're talking about those people that buy the followers i'm like yeah three hundred thousand followers like wow what does this person do and i'm on there and it's like damn that's like that's not that can't be right and you go Mm -hmm. look at their likes or whatever the hell it is and yeah there's nothing you're like oh yeah that's now now i not only do i not like your posts but i also don't trust you at all yeah for anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah you buying fake friends or whatever the hell well and then you look at their their content and it's just like there's nothing there you know right or a regurgitation of what everybody else is posting uh i posted that in entourage this morning it was just like uh in terms of engagement I've seen the most engagement when I was vulnerable, when I talked about my mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the fall instead of the rise, that whole deal. Um, yeah. One of the things you talked about last time is from an early age, you always knew it was important. You know what I mean? You always had this like inkling or this talent to be able to engage people on social media. And I, and I knew friends like that too. And mm-hmm. I, I used to like, when I, even when I was starting my business, you know, I didn't see the value in it. So I would always be like, why do they post so much? Or why do they care so much about what all these people think and engage mm-hmm. with them? And like, you know, because I was a person to person. I mean, we did door to door sales. Like, so right. I didn't understand that jump. I guess, where did you, where did that come from for you? Where you understood, hey, this is going to make me money someday. So I created a dating app when I was 23. Okay. And, and I ran out of money on the app. So I knew like marketing is supposed to be like 40% of the expenses that you have, they say. And I knew that I had to get traffic into the dating app. No one's going to go to a dating app with a bunch of dudes in it. So I needed women and I didn't have any money to market to women. So I knew organic reach was the only way I was going to do that. So how would I push women over to the dating app? I had to make myself the person that was attracting everybody that was going to be in the dating app. But once the women were there, the guys would show up naturally. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. Um, so I started building my page 
And as I was doing that, I saw the value of having these ladies follow me and pushing them over to the dating app, which was cool. Mm -hmm. But I knew at that point there was more to it. You, yeah. everybody has more needs than a, than a dating app. Like what if I were to sell anything? What if I were to do anything? How much influence do I have? How many people could I bring in potentially to invest in this app? Mm -hmm. Right. I have more eyes on me and what I'm doing yeah. and it's just going to make life easier. And once you realize that, then it's like, okay, I don't know why I'm building this, but I know it's useful. Mm -hmm. So that's what I found out in the process. And that's pretty much why I ran with it. Mm -hmm. And naturally now to have 3 million followers across social platforms to switch over to from engineering to fitness was so simple, man. Like yeah. an influx of people, 4,000 leads coming in in the first like few months, you know, you can't keep up with all the calls. That's massive. So, Think about like, uh, I think I mentioned this to you before, but like people say it's not the, it's not the quantity, it's the quality mm -hmm. of the followers that you have. And I mean, to an extent that's true, but I would say it's more, it's more quantity than anything else. Mm -hmm. Think about celebrities that start their brands. Um, one of the Jenner girls or whatever her name right. is. She's Kylie. Kylie. Yeah. She's yeah. the billionaire in beauty, right? She does all the makeup and she wasn't a makeup expert. She just had a crap load of girls that wanted makeup that follow yeah. her or the rock and his, his tequila or Karma McGregor and his right. Irish whiskey. Like they're huge, huge businesses because mm -hmm. they have volume behind them. And that's why yeah, none of those people are experts. At some point, you know, cause the argument is, okay, if you have a higher end product, you want the right type of followers. Right. But at some mm -hmm. point your volume is so great that they're going to be built in to your mm -hmm. audience. Those, you know, I, I guarantee out of your 3 million, you know, they, they usually say about 8% have a net worth of a million or more, right? That's not your client yeah. necessarily, but I'm just saying like, that's business consulting. That's, you know, uh, you know, a tax attorney. That's basically you're covering the full demographic of any client anybody could ever want. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. And so at, at that volume level, it's not about quality anymore. It's about scaling that volume so you can sell any product you want to. That's, that's 100%. Powerful. And that's why they call it an influencer, you know, yeah. at that point. Yeah, you have leverage, definitely. I mean, think about how many times, like, to some businesses, their Google reviews or their Facebook reviews or whatever are so important to them. Mm -hmm. I'm a walking review of myself and my own business. Yeah. Like, I've been doing this stuff for eight years. You don't think that people are going to trust me by now? Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been doing it religiously for eight years. Like people yeah. see that I got skin in the game and I'm living this life and they want to live it with me because every, another thing is like post positivity. Like you could share about your life in the negative times, but how they impact you in a positive way. Right. Cause no one wants to follow. You can have negative followers all day long. That's fine. You might get some, but they're not going to buy your shit. Right. They're just there to watch you feel worse than them. <laughs> so <laughs> it's sad, but it's true, man. No, that's it's, one thing that, that, you know, I talked about with Ryan before um, we were in Cabo for one of his masterminds and uh, he was like, you know, yes, be vulnerable and yes, post the stuff that went bad, but you've got to be the hero at some point. You've got to turn mm -hmm. that story into a triumph, into the yeah. rise, you know? I, and so, yeah, 100% true with every book and every movie you've ever watched or read. That's got to be that's got to be in there. Right. Yeah. So so going back to that uh attractive character, I just feel like doubling down on what you were saying, whether you're the salesperson or you're the CEO, you you need to be working on your social media to be that attractive character because it can bring oh, in yeah. leads, it can bring in recruits, it can bring in talent. 
they can bring in the big yeah. contracts just depending on where you're at in that hierarchy. So. Absolutely. And like, so like one of my clients, he's, um, he owns a really big health software business in Canada. Like he owns a plane and he flies over to Dallas and he flies back and mm. like, dude, just, I mean, he balls like, and I'm not, that's not the person I'm trying to attract, but right. naturally you have a big following. Like you were saying, there's, there's some big players that follow you yeah. as a result. Right. Um, and I think that's just, it's super important to put your persona out there over anything else because at the end of the day, whatever your business is, you are the primary reason somebody's investing in it, right? Mm -hmm. Like whether it's you or your culture or whatever, but it, it all comes back to you as a person, who you are and what you've built and what it's based off of your core values and your mission and your intent with them. And um, you gotta, you gotta showcase that or else no one's ever going to see it. So I just had a meeting today with these two uh, realtors who are also in, in apex and, they're awesome people, but they were all referral based. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, you two are the most awesome people in the world. And like, you shouldn't have a problem at all getting a client. Not at all. You should have such constant traffic because I know you two would take care of people without doubt. Yeah. And, but they haven't, they didn't see the need for social media. They're not social media people, right? Until today. And I said, the reason that you're not is because you guys are thinking of it like it's a task, like it's a burden. Yeah. Stop thinking of it like that. Show your life. You don't even want to be the, you don't even want to be the realtors on social media. You want to just be people on social right. media who That's also do real estate. estate. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So let's talk about your business. Um, and we, you mentioned this uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking, uh, how's it structured now? And then how are you working? I know you're working through a current restructure right now. So tell us a little bit about that transition. Sales specifically or just all in general? Uh, I think all in general because you're going from being uh, less of a coach and more of a visionary, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm uh, So the team was called Team Zizzo right mm -hmm. here. Yeah. And I took my name out of it because we are a team. So we're beyond, beyond failure fitness. Mm -hmm. All of our clients are our BFFs. The girls like that part. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, um, and yeah that's what we rebranded and um the whole motto the mantra that we live behind is to live beyond failure like anytime you failed in the past we're going to go beyond that now we're going to we're going to take we're going to move past that um the other side of that coin is for the more hardcore people growth is what happens after failure so when you think you're done do one more and see what happens because that's where it's really going to take over like that's where the true growth happens so we rebranded to uh, to Beyond Failure Fitness, and um, I wanted to take my name out of the business so I can focus on the business and helping more people. That's really what it's all about at the end yeah. of the day. And couldn't do that with my name in it. Too many people ask you. Naturally, when you start up and you have a big following, you want to have your name in it because people want to know that it's you and they trust right. you. We got We've got credibility now, so we can start making that shift. That meant me recently hiring more coaches, me bringing on an office manager for the coaches as well, getting a content team together now rather than me being the driver of the content. That way I don't have to think so much about it. Mm -hmm. um, and me spending more time doing stuff like this, which is bringing recognition to the business because at the end of the day, it, your vision is, in my opinion, your vision shouldn't be for your business growth. It should be simply to help as many people as possible, like whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. um, it should really be to just bring a quality service to 
to whatever industry it is that you're you're a part of and the people that are investing in you. And I think that my time is best spent doing that, bringing more people in. So that's the goal. I'm bringing on coaches that I that truly align with our vision, our mission, our core values, and we're going to be able to help a lot more people that way. So I'm excited about it, but it's been a big change. We had a software that we were working with before that was basically doing all of it for us. And we had to build that out over the past two and a half months and it's mm -hmm. finally pretty much done. So we're finally moving again as of that's yesterday. Massive. Yeah. That's yeah. a huge, that's a huge deal. I'm excited to see in a couple of years it it explodes because of this choice that you made. Do you still have those, I guess, parts of you that are kind of, you know, cause fitness is incredibly competitive, right? Yeah. I, I could probably go to my inbox right now and see three people trying to sell me their meal mm -hmm. plan and their exercise routine and all that good stuff. Right. So yep. being that it's so competitive, is there part of you that still wants to kind of hold on to that, that brand? So you don't, cause, cause, cause what you're doing essentially is you're saying, okay, in order for me to grow, in order for me to expand, I need to give business to my coaches, basically. I need to be yeah. the rainmaker and then pass all that business to my coaches so I can continue to expand yeah. the business, be the visionary, right? But then mm -hmm. in, in doing that, you're building their brands, you know, in a way, yeah. right? Beyond, beyond failure fitness, um, you're kind of building up their brands too. So is there a part of you, I guess, that that other side of you that's kind of like, oh, man, if I do this and one of them leaves and this one leaves and all of a sudden I'm left not with nothing but with less than what I started with when I made this change. Yeah, I mean, it's crossed my mind. But honestly, my vision is, my vision is so much greater than just having a thriving business. Like my vision is to impact lives on a massive scale. I told everyone before that I, my vision, my goal for myself, personal goal was to change a million lives in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And then I got to over a few million followers and I'm like, I, I may have done that already, yeah. you know, like, let's bump that number up like 10 X. Nah, let's just do a hundred X. Right. So let's impact a <laughs> hundred million. And when your vision's that big man, and you're really doing, I spend all my hours trying to make that my reality. Mm -hmm. Um, to do that i know until the day that i die mm -hmm. so to me it's i don't worry about what they're going to do i hope that i just bring enough value to them as a leader that they want to stay with me i hope that i pay them enough to where they want to stay with me yeah. i show them the potential for growth enough that they want to stay with me that they're invested in their clients enough and their clients are invested in our team as a whole enough to where they want to stay with me and whatever happens happens if they choose to go somewhere else great but i know that nobody has the same passion as me for what we're doing right now mm -hmm. and they can try and compete but at the end of the day they're going to come back or the clients are going to come back because we have a system in place that is good and only going to get better and better until we're done with this business so i don't really care so much about the competition um it, there's there's so many people that need help like yeah if they can help more people with not being on my team, go out and do that then. Cause like at the end of the day, it's about helping. That's people. the goal. So, yeah. So like, what do I care if they're going to do that better than they would if they're with the team? Right. Oh, terrible business mindset. But. No, I mean, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's an abundance mindset, right. Versus a scarcity it mindset. And yeah. it, it brings you peace, whether you know it or not. Right. Versus a scarcity mindset. You're always worried about what if, what if, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm walking through because in my early years in business, I had that scarcity mindset. You know, I didn't have uh, people like you and Apex 
you know, with the abundance mindset to, to, um, to lead me, you know what I mean? So back then it was like, okay, I need to make sure that this manager doesn't have too much, you know what I mean? So he can take my whole business away from me. And that did happen from time to time. But by the time it actually happened, I had the abundance mindset. I'm like, go do your thing. Yeah. We're going to do our thing. Go do your thing. We're focused on the mission, the mission and an abundance mindset gives you an answer like that. So I appreciate you walking us through that. Sure. Yeah, man. I, I, I think that everyone should, uh, I hope that everyone sees that as the way to view mm-hmm. whatever it is that they do, because you're going to thrive. Like I, I share this example quite a bit, but back in college, I do my homework and my friends wouldn't, and we're in the same, we're in the same courses and Hey, Chris, can we copy your homework? I didn't care if they copied my homework. Right. I want you to succeed. So yeah, sure. You know, copy my stuff. I want you to not fail this class by not doing your homework. But when it came down to taking the test, I got the A, they got the C. Right. Right. I can give away everything that I have, every PDF file, every document, every fucking whatever I have in my business. I can give all that shit away to everybody. And they're still going to get a C when it comes to taking the test. They're still going to get a C when it comes to being a coach. If they want to copy my stuff and I'm going to get an A every time because I'm the original. Right. I'm, I'm, I made it. I made it. That's with the, action. that's the sound bite right there. That's it. <laughs> if you're listening, Nika, chop that one up. It's going viral. I'm the original. I'm the Love OG it. man. Put the shit together. <laughs> All right. So speaking of the original, your sales process, I know it's mm-hmm. come a long way from day one, the original one. What did that look like? So now you just had a huge sales win a couple of weeks ago with some CRM automation stuff. So can you kind yeah, of walk okay. us through that journey? For sure. So when I signed on with this, um, this company who was helping me out, this software company, it was like um, an all-in-one group that would, um, they would help me with my sales. I needed to hire a sales team because there were so many leads coming in right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so they hired, they had a sales team that worked for them that I hired. Um, they also had the CRM in place in, in the sales pipeline and basically they manage that stuff. And I just got to coach. I got to build my coaching platform. I got to, um, ask for assistance, you know, when the time was right, um, after a few months and then, um, broke away from them to start doing this on my own. Honestly, it was, it's just when you scale the way that you, I did that because I was honestly, I was a little bit afraid to break into the coaching space by myself. I had a good salary, right? And then you go into something where the average income per year is 40, $45,000. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. So I did that for that reason. But um, I came, I was like, you know what, when you scale like this, like I know what my potential is going to be. And when you're, when you're giving percentages away, it's really hard especially economies of scale, I was working harder than they were working. Um, and, you know, I didn't understand the whole profit sharing model, I guess. Yeah. The, I guess the, the way that it was going to work out based on how I was going to scale um, mm-hmm. when I first started, but then I did quickly. Yeah. So I, I just had to, you know, kind of respectfully back out and say, I'm going to do my own thing. So I that meant pulling away the sales team too. And I have a massive amount of leads coming in. So it's like, how are we going to do this? So reached out to an automation expert um, who is Big Marv. He's a part of Apex Mm -hmm. and he's helping me out quite a bit, get through the automated process, basically qualifying leads before they come to me. So I don't spend so much time on sales calls and um, keeping people who still need to be warmed up in the pipeline, but feeding them um, good 
automated messages, informative stuff, um, just keeping them in the loop on what's going on with everything. That way, when the time is right for them, we're here for them. Right. And Mars has been excellent at that. And we still have human interaction when it's needed. Mm-hmm. You know, people text us, call us, whatever. So we're handling those one-on-one. It just makes more sense to have a 15, 20-minute phone call with somebody and make them feel good about it. Um, but otherwise, I mean, before it was just the sales team was doing it. Now it's us through automation, getting them warmed up at least, or seeing if they're qualified right away and then coming in and making the call mm-hmm. and, or, or texting. A lot of people like to text now and, right. and they don't even want to call. Um, so we've got like quick keys that we can, you know, press three buttons and all of a sudden it pops out a paragraph, mm-hmm. uh, saves us a ton of time in answering a lot of questions. So that's what we're doing now. It works really well. Marv took a lead list that was like dead leads. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. And he, and he put together a week long Labor Day campaign that we spent time putting together with voice drops. So like voicemails, SMS and email and sent it out to 4,000 leads that were, were dead to me. Mm-hmm. And, and he picked up 3% over 3% of them, which I mean, that's over 30 grand. Yeah. So, 120 clients. Yeah. Yeah. Or 90 clients, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. 90 clients. So it's um like, that's, that's a lot, man. That was in, a big deal. For- in, in, in that trip and, Put that into perspective. Like, if I started personal <laughs> training tomorrow and I had ninety clients, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm fucked." <laughs> yeah, what am I to do? <laughs> exactly. But yeah. you've been scaling that for a while. No, that's 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 massive. What about the the sales team? You know, did you just go out put an ad on Indeed? I mean, what did you do there? I mean, obviously, you know a lot of people in your space, so I would imagine you were able to. Does the salesperson need to be a fitness expert too, or kind of are you melding those positions? I'm I'm curious. Yeah. So we're still working on it because we just started this Mm -hmm. new, this whole new side of the business. Right. Um, you don't need to be a fitness expert. I would say you just need to know the business and you need to be able to answer some, some specific questions that people might have. Um, we wouldn't want it to be anybody that doesn't understand some piece of fitness. Um, but because they're going to have to, they're not going to, they're not going to confidently speak about it if they don't understand. There's there's going to be a learning curve. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so like, I actually like, I need to get your slides from that, that, uh, speech you gave the other day. Cause you Mm -hmm. have some seriously, like your sales scripts and everything they're they're, you're dialed on all that stuff. So, um, I can learn, but we did put together scripts. We have, um, automated messages depending on the client's response, um, or the prospect's response and, um, SMS stuff kind of handle all that with those scripts um, slightly modified, a little bit of fitness knowledge, but basically it should be pretty black and white. Most of the time people are asking the same questions. We're giving them the same answers mm-hmm. that they need to at least warm them up to have a conversation or sign up. And if it's a conversation, then it's, um, myself or one of the coaches that are doing the calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty simple at that point. It's just like, they just want to get some reassurance over the phone that we're actually who we say we are. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, like we have, I have a lot of fake accounts of me on social media. So, yeah. And they try to scam people. Yeah. I, uh, I've had two so far and I only have 1300 followers. So I can imagine how many accounts you have out there. It's pretty bad. Yeah. They're a pain in the ass, dude. It's, it's so bad. It's almost, that's almost a full-time job right there. I imagine you have your, your office manager or something trying to report those at least. 
dude, we stopped. You try and report them and Instagram's like, this isn't a fake account. Sorry. There's nothing we can do about it. It's like, what do you mean? Like he looks exactly like me. Like, well, that is my picture. Bitch. You just copied and pasted it. You know what I do now? Because yeah. I, I, I do get a lot of requests from, you know, obviously our friends in Apex, they have, you know, big followings and mm-hmm. they're centered around investing a lot of times, you know, so they, they duplicate their accounts and then they, they pull some bullshit investment from one of their followers and it's a whole yep. deal. And so what I do is I just, I, a lot of times I can't remember if I followed them already. So I'll just drop down like, like eight or nine posts and I'll look at the post and it'll be the same day from the post nine posts before. So I yeah. know, okay, they just created it in one day and copy and pasted the whole thing. That's not their account. hundred percent. So. Yeah. And, and most of the time, like think about all the people, you know, how much time do they actually have to manage multiple accounts? Like mm-hmm. no one's creating a duplicate, duplicate account. So very, very few people do the two accounts. Um, and if there's like, if you see one person that has 270,000 followers and then, the other person has, you know, uh, 2000, there's probably something going on there. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it sucks though. Instagram, I feel, I, I don't feel bad. Um, I, <laughs> I, I feel bad for Instagram. Yeah. I, it's just, there's, there's so much shit that they have to deal with for the, the phonies that it's yeah. like, I'm never going to be, who cares about my account? Like, yeah, you just you got to focus on what you can control. Yeah, exactly. So I tell people like, I will send you a video message and I don't have conversations on Instagram. Mm -hmm. If you're conversing with somebody on Instagram, it's not me. I will give you a two message response and then tell you how to get in contact me outside of there right? where I can send you a video message or somebody can talk to you on zoom or whatever it is. Cause there's no way to verify otherwise. Gotcha. Or I'll send you a video message and I'll say your name. Yeah. Just to yeah. be sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Because they can exactly. copy the video messages too, sons of bitches. <laughs> Dude, they I feel bad for all these elderly people that follow me. Like, yeah. like Chris, I wouldn't expect that you'd have a Jamaican accent. I was like, yeah, fucking me neither. <laughs> <laughs> <Didn't you? laughs> all right, oh, Karen. That's let's real. Go. <laughs> that's real. I'm like first world problems right there. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, it's there's been some crazy stuff. All right, brother. So you guys are you guys are working on your sales sales process, hiring some people to to handle all these leads that are coming in and everything. Um, yeah. What's what's next for you and your team? What are you guys working on? Um, I don't know if I'm. I think I'm allowed to say it. Eh, whatever. Um, so I kind of got I got uh, looped into a, a hormone replacement um, therapy business. Okay. Which is cool. Um, I know what that does for people, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, um, energy levels, libido, all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, as you get older, like your testosterone levels drop. Um, I mean, so stuff like that, um, or, or just, I mean, for females as well, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in here that's just really helpful for people. So I got, um, getting involved with that. But for us, the real big thing is, um, our, I want to help other, here comes the abundance mindset. Like I want to help other coaches grow their business. Like I know how passionate I am about that, this, the, and I know other coaches. The how coach coach. Yeah. Coach the coaches, man. And I yes. want to make it affordable for people. Um, and I mean, we have some good, uh, coaching software that we're, we're, uh, building, which is mm-hmm. cool. Um, we're just coaching in general. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I, I really just want people to get help from people that are able to help, like that sell a good product. 
yeah. not just buying these fat loss pills. So coach to coach is, is going to be, um, one of the big things coming up. Um, and the, uh, and then aside from that, I'm still just kind of trying to do one thing at a time instead of 15 things at a time, like yeah. I didn't last. Yeah, yeah. So I think they coach, you there. coach is this, and <laughs> there's a lot, man, there's a lot. Um, but we kind of, I guess, one more thing is we rebranded to Beyond Failure Fitness because Live Beyond Failure, you inspired me. Start the podcast. Live Beyond Failure is the podcast and the book. Badass. So Beyond Failure Fitness kind of ties into all that stuff. Um, I'm yeah, excited, so. man. That's not that you need more content, but that it it's a con- podcast is a content machine, man. It really yeah. is. Yeah, dude, I, I see what you're doing. I love it. It's mm-hmm. awesome. The podcast, uh, the podcast trailer. I was like, man, this is, this is quality. Like I need to start, I need to start doing that. And obviously, I mean, speaking too is, oh, is yeah. another big thing that's on the list. I know that you, you, did you like that experience? Oh, I love it. It's cool. right? I mean, it's, that's what I was, ah, it sounds so cheesy. <laughs> what I was <laughs> born to do, man. Yeah, that was what I was, <laughs> you know, and, and so many people in like, we're part of apex. So we, Unfortunately, we get numb to, you know, development, right, in general, because our timelines are full of it, you know what I mean? Especially if you, when you first join, it's like overload, right? Because everybody's oh, yeah. posting, but again, they're posting to their audience, and you're just part of a bunch of influencers, basically, you know? Yeah. And we're building our machine, so we're all like, we're all working on that and doing the work, um, mm-hmm. but you know, when you go to the events and stuff like that, there's always somebody that gets up and, you know, says, I want to be on stages. It's like, yeah. at this point, to me, it's a cliche thing to say, you know? Yeah. And literally, somebody had to ask me to be on a stage for me to, like, even will that into the universe. And now, you know, right. now I'm at the point where, like, okay, this is cool. This is fun. I love investing in it. And I'm definitely going to do it for my close friends, like Austin and mm-hmm. uh, some other people and stuff. But at some point, I got to start charging a fee or else I'm hurting my business by taking the time off, right? Absolutely. And yeah. so, um, but what I will say is I've, I've rec- I've, I recognize when I, when I first got into Apex, there was some tactical stuff missing from what everybody was posting. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It was all mindset, 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 mindset. Yeah, I'm a very tactical dude, you know? Mm-hmm. And as you can tell from that presentation, right? And so mm-hmm. I want to make sure, you know, I feel like that's my value to any stage is the tactical pieces that they can actually take right. home and start executing on right away. And um, and so I, I do, I feel like I was born to do that piece of it. Dude, I feel like you and I are like, dude, we think a lot alike. I mean, uh-huh. I can speak on motivation and I love it. But mm-hmm. when I'm listening to a speaker, I want to be head down in my notebook trying yeah. to write as fast as I possibly can because there's all of this shit that I know I need to do in my business yeah. and I'm not doing it yet. Yeah. And I have an expert telling me exactly what to do. That's why Adam Lyons is a guy that I really like. Oh, he's a beast. Because, yeah, he a came beast. in and he just dropped bomb after bomb after bomb on us and how we should make our business streamline. And I was like, holy shit, like my my hands cramping, but I'm still writing. Like, let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should have recorded it on my phone, man. Cause there was uh-huh. literally, I would have listened to that, that for like 40 minutes. I would have just listened to it over and over again. Yeah. And if you can be that person, I think you're dude. I it's, it's, I said this in the apex, this last apex event that I was at, mm-hmm. there was 
all the entrepreneurs, I was like, I think um, I said it out loud in front of everybody. I said, I think 90% of us are going to stew in our shit here in entrepreneurs for the rest of our life. We're never going to move up to the next level. I think right. part of the reason why is because we consume so much motivational content. It's just like, okay, that's great, but you've heard it all. Like yeah. get past that. And now you're not a preschooler anymore. It's time to do some business. The shit yeah. that you don't want to do, that's the stuff you got to do now. Stop hyping yourself up and like fucking yelling at each other and like, go do this shit. And like, just actually just like calmly, just go do it. And, and Can you imagine running a sales company for 12 years? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they want from me. And I'm like, this shit is old already. Like, that's why I have a VP of sales. He can hype them up like that. I'm just like, I've been, I've been doing this shit for a long time. And that just doesn't do it for me anymore. You know? Yeah. No more Wolf of Wall Street stuff. For you. You're just, <laughs> you know, you're just, yeah. No, I, it, it honestly, it, every once in a while, it excites me. If I hear somebody really good speaking, it excites me. Um, I yeah. like hearing, I like hearing people talk about being like motivation, but in, in, I guess, not necessarily in your personal growth, but being motivating towards like for your family or being mm -hmm. a better person in a relationship. I like that stuff. I think yeah. that's cool. Um, yeah because that's not common, I guess, but, um, as common, but yeah, when it comes to speaking, I would go listen to you all day just because what I heard at the growth encounter, mm -hmm. I was, I was like asking Christina if she got any video footage of you, yeah. my girlfriend, if she got any video footage of you or had any like pictures or something, because I was trying to look and see your slides again. Yeah. And I was like, that's the shit that I want. I need yeah. that. I don't need me talking about, motivation i need tactical get it done stuff right so dude i i would totally wherever you do speak whenever you do charge let me know i'm buying a ticket <laughs> no i appreciate <laughs> i appreciate it's that well you know as kind of uh thank you for coming on the podcast why don't we schedule an hour after this and then we can talk about your sales team and everything and how you're structuring stuff and see if i can oh, provide some value there that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. That'd, I'd appreciate that big time. Cause we we're we're going for, um, we're going for it the best way we know how, but, um, you're the expert. So, and if you need anything for the, from the health and fitness side, uh, I know a guy. Yeah, absolutely. Guy. Man. <laughs> so we did that. We did the growth encounter, right? We did the panel podcast, which was cool as shit. I don't know if you know, but yeah. I put that, that Kurt Lennington piece out. Remember how like three of us had the same answer about who we'd work for? I and need mine, to look at it. Yeah, mine mine was Gary V, but um, uh, it was also Kurt Lennington, and so was Austin, and so was Zach. Zach, yeah. And so I put to, I, we put together a piece of content just for him. We tagged him in, and he shared it in his stories and everything. So it was pretty no way. cool. And, and I remember cool. talking about that. I was like, we're going to do a piece just for him, and he's going to share it. And sure enough, he did. He did? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Did he post it on his like Instagram or something? No, he just shared it in his stories. That's he cool. like rarely ever posts, you know, and that's, yeah. that's the whole thing. He's not a social media guy. So for him to share, that was a big deal. He only shares his own shit. So it was pretty yeah. cool, which it was him. You know what I mean? We use cuts of him and stuff like that. So, but anyways, yeah. I'm getting off topic here and the listeners are probably like, what the hell is going on? No. <laughs> um, that's, so that's badass though. We did cover some of, you know, your plans with your legacy and everything. And yeah. so I was kind of curious, um, you know, you have a girlfriend, not married yet, don't have any kids that you know about, right? 
Not, not that I know about. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your, what's your plan there? Are you going to start a family or are you going solo for the rest of your life? Or what are you thinking in terms of your, your legacy when it comes to family? Dude, where I grew up, like everyone wants to get married young, have kids young. Um, and I just saw like these people didn't have their lives figured out. Right. It's like, you got to figure your life out. Like a kid's not going to solve that void that you have inside of you. That's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. And now you're just bringing somebody in and you're going to just drag them down with your own problems. Like terrible strategy for life. Right. So my thing was like, get right with yourself, build yourself, your finances, um, be really good with who you are until you can pour back into the world and just be okay with like, um, honestly, if I, I don't speak anything to existence. I'm going to knock on this wood over here, but if I died tomorrow, I'd be, yeah. I'd be good. I'd be good. I'd be really happy with where I'm at, who I am. Um, I'd be good. You know, obviously I want more out of life, but I would still be very happy with, I'm, I'm a happy person every single day. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I would have to get to that point to really make the decision on what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think I was there um, about two years ago. Okay. And that's, at the time that I met my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, I haven't ha- been in many relationships for that reason. Why waste my time and energy and why do that when I know I'm not ready? Why bring someone else right. to that spot with me? Yeah. So yeah, two years ago I met my girlfriend. She's like the best person I've ever met in my life. I know I'm going to marry her for sure. And I definitely want to have kids, um, you know, and she's, she's a few years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's really ready for kids, you know, yeah. but we got, we got to take the proper steps. So it was like, okay, found your girlfriend check and then started your business six months later. Okay. And then bring, <laughs> have her quit her job six months later, bring her into the business with other coaches. Now yeah. build the business with the other coaches for the next six months. So it's been like six months, like big things happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think these next six months are going to be like us really dialing in everything with the team. And then, yeah. um, you know, who knows, man, but I, we both want kids and we both want to get married soon. And, um, I think that's going to happen. I think we're both, she's dude, she's so, uh, she's very logical. She's mm-hmm. like, she's calm. She calms me. Yeah. She's logical is not something I would say most women, uh, right away. Are like, <laughs> not my first word to describe You're like them. dancing like, around this a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For all of your followers that are feel like, I, I love, I love the emotional side of women, but, mm-hmm. uh, that, that it's overwhelming sometimes. So, yeah. but she's very logical and she's, um, and, uh, like I found the person. So yeah, that's the plan. I, I hope that that's happen happens if that's what God's plan for us is. So I'm, uh, I'm excited, man, but that's awesome. Little, man. Yeah. It's, it's coming one day. Yeah. I'm happy for you too, that you, you are dialed in on that. Right. And so for me, uh, when I was young, I didn't have the greatest childhood. So I spent so long thinking, well, when I start a family, I'm going to do it different. And so I wanted to do that right away. And I did, I started a family young, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When yeah. I was doing it for the wrong reasons to prove that I could raise a good family, you know what I'm saying? Versus the one that I had. And so luckily I reeled all that in, in my early thirties, you know what I mean? And my kids aren't completely messed up from it. So (laughs) I'm sure you're doing all right. I see your videos, man. Your, your family looks like they're, they're all great. Yeah. You guys are all happy. No, we're having, we're having a good time and I'm not one just to post the highlight reel. Right. And so I talk a lot about my twenties and the stupid shit that I did and, 
you know, mm-hmm. how it hurt my family and everything and what I've learned from that and came back from that, right? I, and, but, yeah, if I had the choice, I would have rather had my shit together first. You know what I'm saying? So you're doing it yeah. the right way, brother. Uh, cool. Happy for you and, and proud of you for doing that. So, man, awesome. it's, it's been a great, it. it's been a great podcast. Um, you know, the, the core values definitely align. Uh, there's, you know, it's always, you know, you do 75 podcasts and you realize, hey, sometimes you just have the chemistry and sometimes you don't. You know what I mean? When you're yeah. on these podcasts, stuff like that, we definitely did. So thank you for again sure. for coming on. And uh, we'll include all your social media handles and everything in the show notes. So if anybody wants cool. to reach out and get that uh, fitness advice. Oh, I did want to do one more thing. I forgot yeah. about this. So I'm, I'm going to rewind this a little bit. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up some social media fads. And I want you to kind of like, okay, th- this works or it doesn't work. Right. Oh yeah. Dude, this is, <laughs> I, I, I let the world know that I'm not good at many things. I'm really like good at probably two or three things, uh-huh. you know, fit, fitness and social media are definitely two of them. So <laughs> hit me, man. I got this. All right. So this is one that my, my wife believes in. And so this is selfish me bringing this up cause I don't necessarily believe in it, but she's all, she's all in on intermittent fasting right now. Mm-hmm. So she's not eating until noon. And then she mm-hmm. doesn't eat after eight o'clock. So what are your, what are your thoughts on that? So I'll tell you, um, for any of the fads like blown out, mm-hmm. most of them are probably like just, you, you it's just a fad. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. But a lot of them start with a piece of the truth. Okay. So intermittent fasting does have some benefits. Um, I would say that there are a couple of, a couple of the primary benefits are one, if you do some intermittent fasting, it can help with some like acute depression. Um, I read a stat the other day from somebody that they were talking about um, like preventative cancer. Um, a 24 hour fast can help with that too. I guess that's not intermittent necessarily, okay. but it's a 24 hour, 24 hour fast. The concept um, of fast a week. Yeah. yeah, once a week. Um, and then if you have a problem with overeating and you tend to you tend to um, eat too much throughout the day it just shortens the eating window mm-hmm. which is really good for a lot of people um, also some people have inflammation going on in the middle of the night while they're sleeping um, and there's um, I forget the actual like chemical process the name of it but they get sick when they eat in the morning mm-hmm so if you need to fast in the morning and then save that eight hour eating window, but there's also the opposite too. So I thought, I don't think either of you are wrong or either of you are right. Mm-hmm. When you're in an, in a fasting state, you have a, something called a protein synthesis window that you want to sustain mm-hmm. and you consume, you can consume, um, you can metabolize about 25 grams of protein every two hours, two to three hours. So like, if you're not getting your protein in, mm-hmm. then you have this giant window during your fast where you're not, there's no protein or an ample amount going to the muscle and the cells that need that to rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. So you're kind of, you're probably, your your muscles are, muscle are suffering a bit. Yeah, your okay. growth or, or repair, you should mm-hmm. say, yeah, is is suffering a little bit from that fast. 
Um, it could also throw up blood sugar, stuff like that. So there's pluses and minuses to all of these things. It's just very personal. That's why uh, a trainer comes in and they know these things, right? That's why. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But all in all, like at the end of the day, I would say if you don't need to do it for any specific reason, then don't do it. Just eat like yeah. that. The, the last, um, or I guess the healthiest that she felt last was when she was intermittent fasting. And that's why I'm like, yeah. I'm not too hard on her about it. You know what I mean? Because I remember when when she was like that, it was right before we got back together. That's how it happens, yeah. right? You get back together, and then you gain a few pounds, you know, because you're happy yep. or whatever. That's the excuse, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and You should, uh, if you're going to intermittent fast like that, though, it's very important that you eat like every two to three hours. You got to have enough food throughout the day. You can't starve yourself. If you say you're intermittent fasting and then you're only eating like once or twice mm-hmm. a day, then you're, you're definitely putting yourself in a worse position. Okay. Yeah. She's so. having, she's doing a big lunch and then, you know, a moderate dinner. So I'm going to encourage her to get that snack in between probably. Yeah. It sounds like I'd say three meals makes sense. Okay. Good deal, brother. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. coming up on an hour, so I won't throw right every on. other fat at you, but again, appreciate you coming on the show and uh, let's get building. All right. Thanks brother. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts and subscribe so you're notified when we release new content. Great sales teams aren't recruited. They are built brick by brick. Let's get building.